0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Hey, Brave Church, we're so glad that you have joined us today. Come on, can we just give God praise today? Come on, and I know right now in your living room, and and I don't know who's gathered there with you as you're watching, I could tell you that we have an audience here, and faith is high. Come on. We believe that God is a God of miracles. We believe that this is our time to be people of faith to our city, and right there where you are, I want to encourage you. Um, I know we're ready to take notes. We have something that we say here at Brave Church that note takers are Come on, world changers. And I believe that that has not ended just because we have uh, shifted the way we do church. One thing that we believe is that church is not a place. Church is a people. And church is where the presence of God is. And so whether you're gathered here right in this room or you're at home right now with friends or family or at your brave at home group if you've gathered with them, we want you to know the presence of God can fill this place and you're not here by accident. You're not watching this video on accident today. We are here to hear from God. And you know, as I was really just thinking about what to to share today because in fact, this is our first Brave Church online community service. Come on, isn't that incredible? Like, we're, we're doing something we've never done before. We are launching into new territory. And, and what's crazy is, is that even the, though the format has changed... The presence of God still feels the same, right? I mean, those of us in this room, we just have had worship. And as we're singing the songs about Jesus being a way maker and he's a miracle maker, man, we know that God makes a way. And, and so as I was thinking about um, what's happening in our world today, and even the news that we've heard from the time this has been filmed and, and you're watching right now, I was thinking, God, what is the best thing? What is the most important thing that we need to hear on week one of online church. And as I was really just praying, I felt like God just took me back several years ago. I, I preached the message about four years ago. And in fact, I want to preach that, but with a different take on it. In fact, this is, this is like part two. This is like 2.0 of that message. And, and I really want to preach a message to you that I'm simply entitling. If you have your notes, come on, would you write this down? The title of today's message is simply this, Praising Through My Problems. I believe that it is possible for us to praise through our problems. Here's what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. It says this, always, come on, someone say always. always, be full of joy. I love that word joy. It's a small word, but it is powerful. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. In fact, Here in scripture, he says, there is never a bad time to have joy. There's never a bad time to rejoice. He's saying that no matter what we're going through, this is a good time to have joy. Now, here's what I know is that with what we are dealing with, with this global crisis, there are many of us, perhaps even in this room right now, that our joy is being tested. It's being tempted But I just want to, on week one with Online Church, to say that the writer in Philippians says this, that joy is not conditional. Joy is not predicated on what's happening in our nation what's happening in our world it it doesn't matter what's happening in your bank account that there is this joy that the source of joy is not contaminated by our external surroundings. come on we ought to give thanks to god for that today right there where you are that we can have we can have joy and and you know i was thinking about this because I, i don't know about any of you here today Um, But I'm a people watcher. Anybody here, you're a people watcher? (laughs) Like, I think in Miami, we're big time people watchers. And and I love to go to the mall to people. Anybody ever just go to the mall to people watch? Um, And and I don't know where your favorite place is to people watch it. Borderlines being creepy. But I I love people watching. And one thing uh, about that is um, sometimes when you people watch, you can see people at their best and at their worst. And and I remember just even uh, this week, earlier this week, I was at a store and there was someone that was just losing their temper. They were, they were mad and they were upset about uh, the fact that the product that they had was not what they expected it to be. And it's amazing that in our culture today, in our generation today, it's almost like when we're not happy, we want as many people around us to know about it. Does anybody else notice that? Like, and so like our, our complaining is so much louder than our thanksgiving. And I've just noticed that we have a generation that that just because we're dealing with a crisis, I think what the crisis does is the pressure of this really produces in us what has already been there. And what we're seeing exposed is that we we have a culture that we are so used to complaining and not used to being full of thanksgiving. As I was thinking about what's happening in our culture and what we're all dealing with, because we're all dealing with this together, I just feel like God is just saying to us today that we need to turn the volume of our problems down and we need to learn to turn the volume of our praise up. I wonder if we could be a generation that our praise is louder than our complaints, that our praise is louder than our petitions, that our praise is even louder than our needs to God. You know what? Because it's not, it's not bad for us to ask God for things. Come on, how many of you know like we're believing God for some things? Like, I'm believing God. I'm praying for some things. I'm believing God for miracles. But what if our praise was louder than our petition? What if we could turn the volume of our problem down and say, God, through this crisis, I'm going to learn to be someone who praises. Come on, I'm going to lift my praise up. I'm going to lift my adoration up. I'm going to lift my adoring of, of who you are up because really the essence of praise is simply this. It's an adoration of something or someone. So when we say that we're going to praise God through our problems, really what we're saying is this. We're going to put God as the focus. We're going to put our eyes towards heaven. We're not going to look around. We're going to look to Jesus. Come on. And if we can look to Jesus, we know that we can have joy in all things. Come on. Somebody said amen. Amen. You know, as I'm thinking about this, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6 says this. Do not worry about anything. And I love this watch. It hinges on this word instead of worry, instead of fear, instead of panic. He says this pray about everything. That word pray could also be translated to the word praise, because many times when we are praising, we are also praying. When we are praising God, we're praying and we're we're giving praise to Him. I, I just wonder if our petitions could come second. And our praise could become primary. I wonder that with what we're going through today. Come on, right there where you are. As we're in this studio right now, I wonder if we could just reset our minds and say, God, panic will not be my primary focus. But I want to praise you because I believe that I can praise through my problems. Deuteronomy chapter 8 says this. It is God who gives us the ability to gain wealth so confirming his covenant to us. You know what, as I'm, I'm looking at what's happening in our culture, there's a lot of people that before this crisis, they thought that they were the ones who provided their needs. I love Deuteronomy 8 because it reminds us that we can praise no matter what's happening because it wasn't even you who provided for what you already have. It wasn't even myself. It wasn't my own power, my own strength, my own intellect that provided what I have. In fact, everything we have belongs to God. And Deuteronomy reminds us that it all came from God. So what great joy and confidence, right? That we can praise God knowing that, God, you've given me everything I have. And you're going to be the one who gives me everything I need. You know, it makes me think that there, there could be times where people, that maybe you're dealing with like a serious issue right now. And I know what's happening. Some of us have, have lost jobs. Some of you have lost income streams. And you may say, well, Pastor David, that's great for you, but you don't know the news that I just got today. What, what do I have to be thankful for? Well, let me just help us out today because I believe before we get to the, the context verse that we're going to build the foundation on, I want to help all of us to understand something. Let's just put all of the spiritual things aside. You may say, well, what do I have to give thanks and praise to God for? So besides the cross, besides grace, besides forgiveness, let's just put heaven aside and not talk about that. Anybody thankful for all of those things? Besides the fact that Jesus loves you, how many of you know Like we still have breath in our lungs? We can give praise because we have breath in our lungs. We have clothes on right now. At least everyone in this room does. Thank God. I mean, I'm giving thanks to God for that. I mean, we we ate something today. I know that the conditions may have changed, but we still have something to give God praise for. We still have a reason to thank God. How about this? We can still praise God because God has saved us from things that we didn't even know A strategy of the enemy that was meant to take you out last year. That was meant to take us out. Some of us weren't even supposed to be here right now. But we didn't praise God for it because God keeps us from things that we didn't even know he kept us from. Come on, how many of you know? We still have a reason to praise and to thank God and to give him praise. So today, here's what I want to do. With just the brief time that we have left. I want us to look at Acts chapter 16 verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And I'm going to give us several principles about praise. Let me read this to you. It says this. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open He assumed that the prisoners had escaped, so he drew a sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself. We are all here. Verse number 29. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and he asked, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. And he brought them into his house and he set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they were all believing in God. What an amazing turn of events. I mean, imagine this. One minute you're sitting in prison. The very next day, you're eating dinner with the person who locked you up in the prison. Miraculous. It's unbelievable. And I believe that we can find seven principles of praise from this. Now, you may be freaking out because you're like, seven? That's going to be a long message. No, we're going to go quick. Come on, look at your neighbor even here and say, we don't got long. Come on. Number one, would you write this down? Number one, write this down. The first principle of praise is this. Your praise is a problem for your problem. I mean, I feel faith in this room right now. Come on, we all have problems. Right now, our world has problems. But let me tell you something. Your praise is a problem for your problem. Let me ask you this question. Are the problems you're facing right now, I'm not diminishing them. I'm not saying they're not big. I'm not saying that they're not important. I'm not saying they're not significant. Is the fear that you're facing, the panic that is just like threatening your peace, Is it controlling your praise or is your praise controlling your problems? You see, we have the opportunity. I said it earlier. You can turn the volume up on your problems or you could turn the volume up on your praise. This is why. Watch this. Brave church. We are a church that believes in praise and worship. We believe in it. That's why we opened the service today with songs of praise and worship. It's not because we just are like, we got to fill in 10 minutes of something. We don't know what we need to do there. No, there is a purpose for praise. Come on, brave church. Through this crisis, I just want our church to become a church of praise. You see, praise is not an option when it comes to our faith. What praise does, praise backs your problem up in a corner. Your praise looks your problem in the face and says, now you've got to deal with me. Because now my focus is on my God. And I'm going to be a problem for my problem. Come on, is there anybody here? You're ready to turn the volume up on your praise. Number two, come on, would you write this down? You have to understand your praise has nothing to do with your circumstances. Paul and Silas are in prison. They've been beaten. This is not the time to say, hey, who wants to sing a song of worship? Like no one's there like, hey, who brought their guitar? Anybody feel like Nobody felt like singing. Nobody wanted to sing. It wasn't the right atmosphere to sing. Like some of us, like in our living rooms right now, you're like, you're clapping your hands. You're like, okay, I feel awkward. I've never done this before. <laughs> I mean, you're not in prison. Like even as we were praying in this room right now to record this, we prayed for the Holy Spirit to fill this room, right? Like we prayed that like this isn't just like a service in a can, man. We're having church here ourselves because here's what we know. Wherever you invite the presence of God, there's going to be power to your praise. Come on. Even in this room right now, we're pushing back on our problems. We're pushing back on fear. We're pushing back on all kinds of worry. And let me just tell you. Praise is not just powerful in the good times. Praise is powerful in the bad times. You know why? Because praise has nothing to do with your circumstances. Praise is not just when you feel good and all the bills are paid. Can I tell you, praise, God gave us praise for such a time as this. I believe that some of us are going to become better praisers, better worshipers of God because of this crisis. This crisis is actually going to cause the faith inside of you to rise like never before. I believe that even right now, some of you, you're getting goosebumps as you're watching this at home because you're realizing that God is producing praise on your lips like never before. Come on, we believe that. We are a praise kind of church. You see, there's two times to praise God. Write these down. This is, this is crazy, like deep stuff. Two times to praise God. Number one, when you feel like it. Number two, when you don't. <laughs> you know, I don't always feel like praising. I can tell you through this crisis, I haven't always felt like praising. There have been times that I have had to literally stop myself and say, I'm not going to let fear take over me, I'm going to praise. When they're telling us, hey, we can't gather for church again, all of a sudden, my first instinct is, well, what are we going to do? And then the Holy Spirit speaks to me and goes, wait a minute. My church is not a building. It is a body. It is where two or more are gathered. So guess what, Brave Church? We're not gathered in one space. We're gathered, I believe, in hundreds of spaces all over Miami today. Do you know why? Because this is the best time to praise. Come on. It is not contingent on our circumstances. circumstances. Number three, come on, write this down. Praise produces listeners. So good. Paul and Silas are in this prison. And everyone else is a prisoner, but two people are praisers. What I love about this is that when you praise God, when we become people of praise through this crisis, did you know that people are listening to your praise? Paul and Silas, they they weren't praising for a show. They didn't even know what was going to happen from their praise. All they knew is that praise is for every circumstance. Praise was a natural reaction of what was in their heart. So they just did what was a natural thing. When we're free, we're going to praise. When we're enslaved, we're going to praise. What they didn't realize is that people were listening to them praising. Like, put yourself in the story for a minute. It's dark. It's a dungeon, scripture tells us. There are probably hundreds of men cramped into a small space all throughout this dungeon And all of a sudden, one of them was like, hey, who wants to sing some songs? Now, I don't know about you, but um, I don't know if you've ever been close to someone who cannot sing. Come on, anybody. Some of you in the room right now are like kind of maybe looking around. But um, I just think that I would hope that the person I'm standing next to knows how to sing. But can I tell you, when you're in a crisis, you don't care if they can sing. You don't care if they're off tune. You don't care if there's a a guitar here. You don't care if the brave worship team is in your living room. Some of you in this crisis, you're like, man, I just thank God that I can watch this video right now and watch this live stream on my TV right now. Do you know why? Because people are listening. Can I tell you, church, this is the time for us to praise. This is the time that the world is watching the church. You have to understand everyone in your family knows you go to church. And so they're watching. Man, how are they reacting in this crisis? How are they living through this circumstance? We can either pout or we can praise. We can either panic or we can praise. Here's number four. I want to give this to you quick. Number four, I I need you to understand this. That praise sets people free. Come on, y'all ready for this? Man, I, I love this. Paul and Silas are praising. And while they are praising everyone's chains fell off. I mean, that's insane. If there's a good night to be in jail, this is a good night to be in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone, not just their chains, but everyone's chains fell off. Watch this. Did you know that your praise can set people free? That's why praise is so powerful. That's why the enemy will never stop giving you problems. Yeah. Because you had problems before this crisis. Yeah. Anybody have problems before this crisis? Yeah. Now it's just that we all have the same problem. <laughs> some people before you had like financial issues. Some of you are like, I'm good there. Some of you are like, oh, I don't feel too good. And some are like, I'm good there. Got relational issues. No, I'm good there. We all are dealing with this. You know what's crazy about it is we all have had problems. The enemy will always introduce problems to our lives. Do you know why? Because he knows the number one enemy of praise are problems. That's why we have to get authority over this right now. Come on, if you can praise through Corona. If you can praise not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, come on, I've come here to tell you, you're unstoppable. Come on, in this room, we're unstoppable. Does anybody have an unstoppable praise in Brave Church today? You see, our praise sets people free. Your praise can do something for someone else that they can't do for themselves. Can I tell you, that's why it's important as we meet in homes that you are inviting everyone you know to view with you at your house or you tell them, hey, I know you can't come here, but you need to view on Sundays at these service times because you don't even know as we're praising God we're believing that through this telecast people are getting set free. Come on. I'm here to say that drug addiction is being broken. I feel the Holy Spirit in this room. Alcoholism, every kind of addiction fear panic come on can we just lift up a praise in this studio right now i believe it right now come on god we give you praise we thank you that people are getting set free right now man i believe that in the name of jesus you know why because number five write this down your praise is a catalyst for miracles i believe that there are two sparks for miracles Prayer and praise. Every powerful move of God. And here's what I believe. This crisis is horrible. It's awful. But God still wants to move in this crisis. Yeah. I believe that we could see the greatest move of God we've ever seen as a nation in our world through this crisis. And powerful moves of God happen because of two things. Prayer and praise. It's birthed in prayer, but it's fed with praise. Yeah. Come on, so when we pray as a church, what we're, what we're doing is we're giving birth to miraculous things. But then how we feed that miracle happening is that we feed miraculous birthings and babies. I guess that's the best way to say it. <laughs> It's with our praise. So as you begin to pray and you ask God, God, I want you to provide. God, I need you to provide this need. As you begin to praise God, guess what? Miracles begin to happen because you're feeding that baby that was birthed in prayer. I love this story because as they praise God, miracles took place. In fact, all throughout the Old Testament, God's people would always praise before they went into battle. In fact, before they ever picked up a sword, before they ever attacked their enemy, they always Praise God first. Can I tell you, every single morning when you wake up, you need to attack your day first with praise. Come on, you ready for number six? Number six. Come on, at home, are you ready? Look at your neighbor. Say, are you ready? Ready. Come on. (laughs) If we did it here in the studio. (laughs) Number six, come on, I believe this is so good. Man, this is where we are. Number six, praise gives you compassion for your enemies. And not just our enemies but also our world, who's not our enemy. I just put enemies because, check this out, Paul and Silas are in prison. And when they are in prison and they're praising God, the Bible says that their chains fell off and now they're free men. Now watch this. The jailers who were beating them all of a sudden panicked because they're like, if these guys go free, we'll be put to death. I don't know about you, but if someone is beating me and they're not feeding me, and I'm malnourished and bleeding and bruised because of someone beating me, that person is my enemy. But watch Paul and Silas's response. The jailers are freaking out. They're like, we're going to die because we have just lost all of the inmates. And Paul and Silas, instead of running, they had compassion on this man. In fact, Scripture goes on to tell us that they said, listen, we're not going to go anywhere until you are safe. You know what I love about this story? Because of their praise, they had compassion for other people. People who were different than them. I wonder, Brave Church, if our praise can produce a love for our world at this time. And, and, and I said our enemies, because that's on the extreme end. But you know what? We have neighbors. That, I mean, do we really love them? We have people that maybe you live in an apartment that are on your floor. I mean, do we really love people? Like we would say we do, but can I just ask you, and not in a condemning way, but do our actions show that we love people? Do you know what praise does? Praise gets the focus off of us. You know what I see in this pandemic that we're living in is a lot of people are just looking out for themselves. I mean, we see that. Like, we're out of toilet paper, everyone. Like, what in the world? Like... (laughs) And people are like, just like hoarding and people are looking out for themselves. And I understand like there is an element to that, that we want to care for our families. But you know what praise does? It helps us to remember that we as a church, we are here for our city. Come on, that God wants us to love other people. Remember what Jesus said, love other people like you love yourself. And you know what I believe? That as we praise God, God's going to remind us that, man, I want to put a compassion in your heart. Can we be people that through this, we say, God, put a compassion in my heart for other people. Anybody here, we can love people more. Come on. Number seven, let me give you this last principle of praise. Is praise is a thank you in advance. It's easy to understand that you can praise God after we receive the miracle. Look, right now, at the time you're watching this, we're still fighting this crisis. Now, at the time of you viewing this, if all of a sudden there was a miraculous cure, none of us in this room would have any problem going, praise God. Come on, we'd be jumping up and down. We'd be shouting. We can go to the mall again and all of those things. Like after the miracle, we don't have a problem praising let me ask you this question. Can you praise him before the miracle? Can we praise him even when there's fear? Can we praise him even when the future is uncertain? You see, because praise is a thank you in advance. Praise is us saying, God, I'm going to go ahead of the miracle and I'm going to go ahead and put a deposit down on the miracle. And my deposit is not with money. That's the good thing at a time like this, God's economy, he doesn't take bribes in God's economy. How we put a a deposit on the future is through our praise. Praise is a weapon, but praise is a deposit where we say, God, before the miracle, we're going to praise you. You know what? It's like, I don't know if you ever seen like people like that, that win the lottery, right? Like they like win a hundred million dollars and, um, they, they win this and then they come to their house and they show up with this huge check. Anybody ever seen that? Like where they win like on a game show, right? The price is, the price is right. I don't know if it's still around, but price is right. And um, they show up with this big check. It's like $10,000, $100,000. And when they give them this check, like they're so excited. They're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, and, and they can't take that check though and deposit it at the bank. Can you imagine if they like took that check? This huge check, you know, it's like the size of the TV on the wall. And they're like, hey, I want to deposit this. The bank's going to look at them like they're crazy. But do you know why they're so excited? Because that fake check, it is a loan from the person who gave it to them. It's a promise of what's coming in the future. Let me tell you something. When you praise, what you're doing is saying this, God, I'm going to praise you in advance because I know that the promise is on its way. Come on. I want us just to learn to praise God because the provision is on its way. I don't know what you've been facing today. I don't know this week what you've been facing. I don't know what setbacks I don't know what delays have happened in your life since this has started, but if you would just begin to praise God. Now listen, I know some of you are watching this and you're like, it can't be that easy. I'm here to tell you, he says this, rejoice in the Lord, have joy in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. All throughout scripture, it's a principle that if you will praise God, if you will praise, you can get through your problems with praise. Come on, i am coming here to tell you, you can get through this with praise. And if you will praise him, God's like, man, the promise, the miracle is on its way. Anybody believe the miracle is on its way? Let me say this last thing, and then I'm going to pray with you. And, And here's what I love about this story. Because some of you are like, I feel like I can't praise. I'm too worried. I'm too anxious. I'm too panicked right now. Yes, you can. I know you can. Because it's not based on circumstance. You can praise him. I love in in this scripture that we read in Acts. The Bible tells us this. That their hands and feet were shackled. Their body was beaten and bruised. There was no part of their body that was free. they, They couldn't stand up and lift their hands. They couldn't jump and worship. They tried to contain every part of them that would give praise to God. But they forgot one part. They forgot... That they had power in their words they could chain their feet, but they could not chain up their mouth. Come on, somebody. They left the most important part of your anatomy, the most important part of what gets us through problems. And come on, let me tell you, it is your mouth, because in your mouth is a praise. From your tongue is a praise. Your mouth is a weapon of praise, and you can praise your way through any problem. Come on, is anybody here? We're ready to praise our way through our problems today? Come on, I want to declare that over you watching right now, that if you would just, right there where you are sitting or where you are standing, if you would just lift your hands, come on, even in this room right now, can we just lift up our hands in this place and just praise Him? Can we just worship Him right now? Come on, some of you have been paralyzed with fear, but you still have your mouth. Your mouth can still move. You can still give Him praise. Come on, just say, God, I praise You. I trust You. We give You thanks, God. We give You praise in all things. You know, I know that you may be sitting there today and you're listening to this. And I want to pray that before we close out today's service, that God would give you the power to praise every day. I'm going to ask us all to do something here and I'm going to ask you to do it at home. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes? Because what I believe is that this moment is so significant. This message is foundational for us to get through this problematic time in our history. You may have entered this service not knowing how you were going to make it. But you're leaving this service a different person. Because you're realizing that you have praise as a weapon to get through your problems. And right there where you are, I believe the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to rest in your heart. He wants to bring rest to your heart. Peace to your mind. Jesus, right now, I thank you for every person that is watching God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you gave us a powerful weapon that we can use in all circumstance, and it's praise. Jesus, I pray that we would be a church that would praise through the good times and the bad. I thank you, God, that miracles will happen because of our praise. Even right now, I'm believing today, God, people are going to get jobs. People are going to get surprise miracles because they are going to be people of praise. Jesus, right now, we declare miracles. We declare freedom through our praise. I just believe that right now, if someone is watching and there's just like an addiction or a habit you can't break, I'm just here to tell you, if you would open your day every day with praise and prayer, That addiction would fall off of you whatever it is it'll fall off you why because there's power in our praise and god we thank you in jesus name with every head bowed every eye still closed i just want to ask right there as you are watching and you say pastor david i don't have a relationship with god like you're talking about can i tell you today is the best day to say yes to god god is not mad at you god does not hate you god is madly in love with you he is passionate for you. He gave his son, Jesus, to die for you. And I want to pray a prayer. Scripture says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, you will be saved. Saved from what, pastor? Scripture tells us God's judgment. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just said that God's not mad at me. Then why is there judgment? Well, it's because of our sin. Our sin separates us from God. And Jesus came to remove that barrier. And it's a simple prayer, but a powerful confession that you can make today to know that right there where you are, you can have a close encounter with God. So if that's you and you're watching and you know, Pastor David, I need to surrender my life to Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer. And I want everyone here in the studio to pray this prayer with me out loud. Say, Jesus, today, I ask you, to forgive me of every sin i say yes to you be my lord be my savior i surrender to you and i promise to live for you if you'll help me in jesus name amen come on that is the greatest decision you could ever make come on man we're so excited Listen, we're going to share some next steps for you. If you just prayed that prayer, we want you to know, not only are you a part of the Brave Church family, but even better than that, you're a part of the family of God. And man, we love you. We want to champion you. Come on, don't we want to champion them on right now? Hey, we love you. God bless you. We'll be back next week at the same time. Would you invite someone to join you to watch, host a watch party at your house? And man, we can't wait because we believe God's best is in front of you. God bless you today. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.